college football is back. And that means Robert Morris football is back for a full 2021 fall season. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bobby Moe Football Show on the Colonial Sports Network. I'm Nathan Breisinger, and alongside me today is Ethan Morrison. Ethan, how are we doing today? Uh, so excited that football is finally back. We got a full slate of slate of games. Finally, a, a nice normal schedule for college football. So I can't be more excited to talk about and get right into it. Yeah, and I'm super excited for this coming season. I mean, college football has already kicked off with the Week Zero games, and Week One already started. And this is the first edition of the Bobby Mo Football Show of the year, the year of 2021. So. This show, basically, we're going to go into, we're going to look at the matchups for the Colonials in the 2021 season and give our predictions, give a little preview. Going to go through pretty quickly each game, but before we go in there, let's rewind and take a look back at the 2021 spring season that the Colonials endured. Well, Nate, nothing was normal for the Colonials um, in that shortened, brief spring 2020 season I guess you could call it the spring 2021 season they went 0-3 they had a tough schedule ahead of them we we knew that going into it um their first game was against James Madison they they I mean they 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 played a tight game against um the Dukes losing 36 to 16 they actually went into the half tied but um as as the second half progressed and the game went on and wore on um, it took a toll on the Colonials and they fell 36 to 16 in that game. Then had a little bit of a break, had some cancellations, I think, due to COVID 19 protocols, um, this, that, and the other. Uh, they went on to face Kennesaw State a month later. Uh, they were ranked seventh in the FCS poll at the time. Um, lost that game 35 to nothing. They seemed off on both sides of the ball in that game, couldn't really get much going on anywhere. And then their third and final game of that brief. Uh, spring 2021 season was against Charleston, Charleston Southern. They were on the road, lost 27 to 14. That was probably the most complete game that they played out of out of all of them. Um, sucks that they weren't able to get that final home game against Monmouth. They didn't have enough players that were uh, eligible and ready to go um, for that April finale. So it was su- it sucks that the season had to end that way on the road. Uh, never had a chance to get in front of fans. But I mean, yeah, that was that was the brief 2020 season. Hopefully, they uh, this team can turn it around this year with a normal schedule at hand. Yeah, certainly, and I'm sure that that last game against Monmouth that was canceled would have been at least nice to have a home game, even though it would have been played probably in front of very little fans, mm-hmm. if not any. But there really, I mean, there really wasn't too many bright spots on this team. I mean, just a couple couple stats. Elijah Jackson ran for 174 yards last year and a touchdown. George Martin threw for 520 yards. Three touchdowns, did throw two interceptions, though. And I think one of the brighter spots that I, I, I can point out that's returning this year is wide receiver DeAndre Hicks. Give him, gives them a nice deep ball a deep ball threat. 182 yards last year, two touchdowns for the Colonials. And the, the man at the helm of it all, Bernard Clark, back for his fourth season. Obviously, last year was the first season, the inaugural season, in the Big South Conference. They'll look to turn things around. They only had two games last year in conference with that with that one outside of it in James Madison. But Clark, in his se- in his second season, as we can remember, went 7-5, and five, was the co-NEC coach of the year that year. After going 0-3 early on in that season, they sort of dominated the, the rest of the stretch. They couldn't win the conference, but they played very good football. 
and they're looking to maybe carry what they had that year into this year, knowing that some of their guys are back. George Martin's there, um, Elijah Jackson back, Anilo Buzako at the linebacker position. This team returns 21 starters from last season, so that's very big. Four D linemen are back. Four offensive linemen are back. So to have those key returners and those guys that are going to be starting once again, that's pretty important for the Colonials. Oh, it, de- it definitely is, Nate. And, I mean, yeah, you can say what you want about the Colonials' season last year. I mean, they still played fairly well against James Madison, especially on the defensive end. I mean, I think they fir- forced two interceptions. Uh, uh, they were able to force some turnovers against James Madison in that game. So, I mean, the defense I don't think is a big concern for them heading into this year. And then, like, if you just look at the last normal season that they had, that first, that last full season that they had, I mean, they dominated NAC play. I know we're, not, I know they're not in the NAC anymore, but you know, if you look at that team and where they were at, and now this team now, I mean, you got to have some hope for them coming into this year. Yeah, if they can rekindle what they had in that last season at NEC. Last year, they sort of got a small sample size of what they would face in the Big South. Obviously, the the two losses against Kennesaw mm-hmm. State and Charleston Southern were were you know, a, a, an eye-opening test for them and Bernard Clark and what they were going to experience. So hopefully that was like, even though that was the spring, I mean, hopefully they can use that as a vantage point and say this was our preseason. Now let's deal with the real season, mm-hmm. the real thing, because everyone's back to the real thing. Normalcy is back in college football, and I think everyone's excited for that. So let's look ahead into the into the season. Their first game this Saturday at Dayton, a big-time game. Th- this is one of their longest-standing rivalries of the non-conference variety for the Colonials. This will be their 23rd meeting when they head there on Saturday. Dayton does lead all-time 19-3 in this series and won their won the last game in 2019 at Robert Morris, 34-31. Ethan, what, what do you see in this game, and what's your pick for this one? This is a tough one because, I mean, Dayton played very well. Um, in their last in their last season, they didn't play um, in the abbreviated season, but they went eight and three and six and two in the Pioneer Football League. Um, and then the last time out, it was a tight game at, at, in Moon Township where they uh, where Dayton won thirty four thirty one. The offense was flowing for Robert Morris that whole game, um, but I mean, as as for Dayton, I mean, they got Jack Cook returning for uh, yet another season. He passed for about. 2,700 yards and 33 touchdowns with five interceptions on the year in 2019. So that was a very good season for him. I mean, it's, he's going to be happy to get back out on the field. So, I mean, but really right now, I mean, I feel like Robert Morris might be able to take take this game in Dayton. I don't know. I, I kind of I have a good feeling about this. So I'm going to say they're going to win this game in Dayton on the road to open up the, the season on a, on a high note. You know, I'm not opposed to your pick, but I'm going to have to go and say the Colonials are going to drop this one. I think Dayton just has their number. I think Colonials will play it close. I mean, you don't know what you're going to get to, to start the year. Mm-hmm. Both teams are hungry to start the year. You know, they've had long off seasons, um, and they're and they're ready to go. I think Bernard Clark will have this team tuned up and ready to go. But I'm going to say they're going to drop it. It'll be. A, I think it'll be a touchdown game, one possession. But I, I have Dayton pulling out in this one. So moving ahead to game two, which is September 11th at Central Michigan. This is this is another non-conference, pretty big game though for the Colonials. I mean, Central Michigan's a little bit of a bigger name that they'll probably play, and I think the Colonials can come in here. I originally picked RMU, but after you know <laughs> rethinking it, I, I went with Central Michigan winning this game. But 
The reason why I initially thought that maybe Robert Morris can pull a surprise upset is because Central Michigan, to start the season, they play Missouri. So that's a tough task ahead going into the SEC. Then after Robert Morris, mm-hmm. they have LSU, another SEC uh, team. So you think I think looking ahead. I think RMU is going to mm-hmm. get lost in the mix, and they could have a chance for an upset. I don't think it will happen. Michigan, Central Michigan was 3-3 three and three last year with wins against Ohio, Northern Illinois, and Eastern Michigan. They, they have a couple really good players returning. Uh, they're running back duo of Lou Nichols and Kobe Lewis. I think that's a pretty solid duo right there. I, they're going to have too much to handle for Robert Morris, but I think they could give him another fight. I mean, it's the same thing with Dayton. Uh, two tough games to start, but don't count the Colonials out. You might see what happened with James Madison early on where they give him that fighting chance tied into halftime. I mean, I feel like when a smaller school is going to play at like a bigger name school and I mean I mean we're looking at this game now Central Michigan they're always going to play with that extra like you know oomph they're going to have that extra you know what is it <laughs> heft in your step I don't know um but you know they're always going to they're always going to try to play and they're always going to try to go down go down and you know really play it play it tough um, I don't think they're going to win this game, but, I mean, Nate, you did bring up a good point with, you know, how they might get overlooked. So I think it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people have said, but, I mean, I still think Central Michigan's a very talented team in the MAC. Um, so I think it's, they're going to be a little bit too much to handle for the Colonials, so Central Michigan will win this one. Um, Colonials will start off 0-2 on the year. Yeah, so far for the Colonials, two tough non-conference opponents. Game three is their... First home game of the year, it's against Howard as they welcome in the Bison. This will be an emotional one for the Colonials as they will host a a memorial service for the late Joe Walton, uh, a historic coach in the Robert Morris football program. The stadium is obviously named after him. So this is going to be an emotional game. Uh, People are going to come out to the game. It's a home opener. Students are going to be wanting to get back into the stands to support their teams. There's going to be tailgating. That, that college football football atmosphere is going to be back in Moon Township, and they're going to be ready for that game. Last year, Howard only played in two games, both against Delaware State, and they dropped both of those games. And Howard's playing in a, in a weaker conference in the Mid-Eastern um, Athletic Conference, so not really a well-known, well-heard-of conference. I think Colonials take care of business. They welcome back fans. They welcome back students. They show them, you know, Army football is not going to be messed with too much this year. They're going to they're going to put, you know, they're going to set the tone for the rest of the season after after this game with the How- win against Howard. I mean, what a game to you know come back and bring fans back into the stands. I mean, against a team like Howard. I mean, they haven't had the most successful successful sorry excuse me successful track record over the past several years. In 2019, they went two and ten, and then two and uh, six in the MEAC. Um, I mean, what a what a better way to you know honor Joe Walton with with a win. I think the Colonials will win big in this one. Um, I think just the Colonials have more talent than Howard at this point. I mean, uh, Quentin Williams uh, is arguably one of their best players on the, on the Bison's roster at quarterback. He threw for 386 yards and two touchdowns in in just two games. So I mean, that's like really one of the only like key guys that the Colonials will have to look out for in this one. So I think the Colonials in their home opener in the memorium of Joe Walton, all of that fans are coming back. This is a great game for the Colonials um, and and they're going to win big. Yeah. And it's a huge game. 
And going on to the following game, game four of the season, October 2nd, versus North Carolina A&T, who is now in the Big South. They did not play last year, and they are coming out of recently out of the, the MEAC, as we just mentioned, with Howard being in that conference. Back with them opting out for the year, two years ago in 2019, they, they had a solid season. Their head coach, Sam Washington, is in his third season. He's 19-5 he's and five as their head coach. But a guy to watch out for, which is going to be a tough task for the Colonials, is their running back, John Main uh, Martin. He had 1,446 rushing yards for uh, the Aggies and 23 touchdowns in 2019 alone. So he can run the ball. This team can run the ball. Now they're coming, like we mentioned, not, not a strong conference. They're, they're bumping up into the Big South. But they'll, be, they'll, they'll throw their punches, and I think Army's got to be ready for it. But this is another game. I'm going to have Army win this one. So I think they'll take it. Um, Yeah, I mean, when I looked at Jermaine Martin's stats, I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy was running all over people. 7.7 yards per carry with 23 touchdowns on the year. Um, I mean, that's not something you see um, out, of a, out of a running back. I don't even – I mean, I, no matter what conference they're in, or, or what team they're playing for, the teams that they're playing against. Um, I, I just, I don't know, on the road for the Colonials, I think they're going to drop this one. It's going to be definitely going to be close, um, but I still think North Carolina A&T will take this one in the end. You know, not a bad pick. I mean, a lot of these are toss-up games. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be many games where the Colonials get blown out or right. they're going to blow out an opponent. It's going to be very close, I think, in a lot of these matchups. Now, moving on to Game 5. This is the homecoming game for the Colonials on October 9th First, Charleston Southern. The Buccaneers visit Moon Township after defeating the Colonials last year, 27-14, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, Charleston Southern went 2-2 two and two last year, and they returned some, some big-time big players. Jack Chambers, their quarterback, was second-team Big South last year, had 998 yards with seven touchdowns. Caden Jordan, their top wide receiver, second-team Big South. Their D lineman, Chandre Mims, a first-team all-conference player, and safety Cody Klein, first-team as well for the Buccaneers. So they got some playmakers. They'll make some noise. I I don't see RMU really, really standing the test against these guys. I mean, they had 251 passing yards per game last year, which was second in the Big South. They, However, they were second to last in the conference for pass yards allowed. So if George Martin, DeAndre Hicks, and the rest of the receiving core can, can expose – Charleston Southern, maybe they could have a fighting chance, but I picked Char- uh, Charleston Southern in this one in the homecoming matchup. I don't know, Nate. I think I think is going to pull this one out. I mean, we saw them play against Charleston Southern last year. They played they played fairly well. They stuck with them throughout that game. I I, I just think something. I mean, especially with them uh, returning home, um, and, you know, playing playing at Joe Walton once again. I feel like in, in its homecoming as well, um, you know, I think George Martin and Elijah Jackson, they're going to be able to get their way, and they're going to be able to beat Charleston Southern and, and, you know, notch that second win in the win column for them. Yeah, and I don't think there's – each week you look at, there's not necessarily an easy easy test, as right. we keep mentioning. No. They're going to go and, and have to fight, fight their hardest. They have to prepare all week for each matchup and can't take any lightly, just as we mentioned earlier with uh, – who was it that, that was playing uh, – where where are we? Uh, uh, Central Michigan mm-hmm. that was playing LSU and Missouri and, and 
sandwiched by those two games playing RMU. So can't can't take teams lightly. Right. Can't be a team like Central Michigan that might overlook RMU. But moving on to the next game, game seven or game six, pardon me. Uh, they're at North Alabama, six p.m. late in this or in October. Another Big South matchup. Last year, North Alabama went zero and four. They only have ten returning starters from last year, where RMU has that big number of twenty-one. Only one returner on the D line, so I think this might be a game where you might see Elijah Jackson really mm-hmm. expose this defense because he he's a very elusive elusive runner. He's quick. Uh, smaller guy, but he can he can burst through the uh, through the hole. He he can find some room on this team, and and really this could be a big breakout game for him on the season. And I say I, I think they're gonna they're rush the ball really well in this matchup. So I'm gonna take the Colonials with the win against North Alabama. Yeah, I'm also gonna take the Colonials in this one. Um, you know, North Alabama, they're still the team that's trying to find their identity. They've um they're reclassifying in or they're reclassifying to Division One, um, uh, athletics. Over these next couple of years, I think they reclassified in I think the 2018 or 2019 season. So I mean, and with the with the amount of starters that aren't or that are returning for North Alabama, I think Nate, you only said just 10. Um, I think the Colonials will have their way in this one. I mean, I, mean, I think they're they're going to be able to move the ball a lot, and the defense is going to be stout for them, um, and they're going to win this one. Yeah, and so the consensus consensus pick of the Colonials beating North Alabama in this one. Moving on to Game 7 on the year at Gardner-Webb, October 23rd at 1.30 start. Another Big South Conference. They finish from here on out with Big South Conference members. Last year, Gardner-Webb went 2-2 two and two on the season. Nari Gaither was a first-team all-conference player at the running back position, 349 yards, three touchdowns, and he was uh, that, that finished him second in the conference for Gardner-Webb there. They were returning their entire defense from last year as well. So Gardner-Webb's going to pack a punch, I think. I think they're going to take this one against the Colonials. Who knows what, what could happen this one again. Another close game, potentially. But this might be be one where it could get out of hand because Gardner-Webb's just a little bit more mm-hmm. experienced, I feel. They, they got the players. I mean, they've been in the Big South for a few years now. So I think Gardner-Webb takes this one. Yeah, I also think Gardner-Webb um, will take this game as well. I just, I just feel like... The guys that they're returning on defense, especially on that defensive front, uh, it's going to be a tough task for Elijah Jackson, who's you know we know not the biggest guy. He's going to try to you know evade tackles and be elusive. So I think you know just that tough defense on uh, for Gardner Webb is going to be uh, too tough to match for the Colonials. And then moving on to Game Eight already, continuing down the schedule for the Colonials, they take on the Hampton Pirates on October thirtieth. Hampton opted out of last year's season. In 2019, they went five and seven, and obviously not the best the best mark for that team in 2019. Uh, they don't return a ton of guys. Only four on defense. One of their main guys that to watch out for is on the receiving core, Jadakus Bonds, first team Big South honors. So he he's going to be a guy to watch out for. But I'm going to have Armu take this one as well. I think. You know the all-around supporting cast of the Colonials can help take care of Ham uh, against Hampton, and Colonials get the dub. Yeah, I also think I mean the Colonials will get the win in this one. Um, yeah, I just feel like you know the way the way I mean I think I mean we've said this before. I mean I think these are all toss-up games. You know, really anything can go anyone's way. 
I, th- I feel like George Martin's going to have a very, very strong game in this one. I mean, like I said, they're going to be able to move the ball a lot, a lot more, a lot more than they would have against Gardner Weber and Gardner Webb in the previous week. So I think the Colonials will take this one. Yeah, and I, th- I think when you look at this schedule for the Colonials this year in 2021, you can sort of divide it up in about three different sections. You have your early non-conference three matchups that you got your two that are pretty good, and then Howard comes into to Moon Township, and you have a fighting chance against them. Then you go start in the Big South Conference, and you have that stretch of games against a lot of teams where it will be toss-ups. And then you have these two back-to-back mammoth games for the Colonials that, I mean, really, you, you, you just look at them and you just say they're probably out of reach from the mm-hmm. get-go. You have, and for game number nine, Kennesaw State, which is at home, which could be a factor, but they were 4-1 last year, crushed RMU 35-0. They only threw for 89.92 yards per game last year, which was last in the Big South. However, they just ran the ball over everyone, gathering 267.8 yards per game per, uh, per uh, rush, which also led the, the conference in the Big South. The running back duo of Kyle Glover and Isaac Foster will be key in this matchup. I think Kennesaw State, they'll get that passing ability back. They'll be able to find the balance. So it's not just going to be the running backs this year. Mm -hmm. They're going to be a pretty solid team again in the Big South. So keep an eye on them. I don't even call it close for the Colonials in this one. Yeah, I think it's just way too much to handle for the Colonials, even at home. I mean, that rushing attack was insane. I mean, they ran the ball all over Robert Morris last year. And, you know, I don't think things got much better on the defensive front um, coming into this year. So I think it's going to be another rough game for the Colonials against the Owls at home this time. Yeah, and then just moving on to the following week, another huge game against Monmouth. You're at Monmouth on November 13th, and – this team is just one of the most well-built teams in Big South. I mean, every player is is very solid for this team. They have 14 first-team All-Big South players last year. I mean, they they were just incredible last year to watch. They 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 took teams, you know, they just destroyed teams in game in and game out. They led the Big South with 35 points per game. They were just one of the best teams in FCS last year and, and pretty untouchable in the Big South Conference. Uh, Jawan Fari, their, their running back, Offensive Player of the Year, 520 yards, 10 touchdowns last season for Monmouth. And their quarterback, only a sophomore, but they're, they're a type of team that even though they're not you know, a top college football team, but they are in the FCS, they're a team that just goes and reloads with these young guys. Tony Musket is a sophomore, like I mentioned, returning at the position at quarterback. He was very, very good last year for Monmouth. So mm-hmm. I, I don't – Colonials not going to win in this one. Yeah, I don't think the Colonials will take this one either. Yeah, it just seems like every year Monmouth is just producing powerhouse teams. I mean, we saw – I mean, maybe – I think two years ago, Pete Guerrero, who uh, got some got signed on to some, I think, NFL roster. Guy. I think he got signed for the Jets, and then he got signed for the Steelers um, this, this past offseason – going into training camp, but I think he got cut. But still, like, they, they're they just producing guys left and right, and they're still a strong team. They were a strong team last year. They blew out Kennesaw State um, in that abbreviated 2020 season. So it's going to be a tough matchup for them. But, hey, the the old-time NEC rivalries renewed, though. So that's something, that's something you can look at. 
Exactly. An all-time record between the two, 10 and 10. So they will break the stalemate this year and decide who is going to be the leader now in that historic uh, series for the two schools. But finishing off and capping off the year for the Colonials, they take on the Campbell Fighting Camels at home on November 20th. And it'll be sort of a nice little cap mm-hmm. off of the season. They should win this game. I don't think I don't think they should lose it. Last year, teams scored 47 points per game against Campbell. They went 0-4 in the Big South. However, they are returning 10 starters on each side of the ball, so they'll have the experience back. But I think Campbell, which is not a good program, I don't think they'll have a good season again. I think they'll... They'll be left in the dust in the Big South. So I pick RMU to win this one. Yeah, Campbell did have a rough schedule last year. I mean, with the they didn't I don't uh they did not play any games in the Big South. They just played primarily non conference games in the fall instead of playing in the spring. Um I think they played like I think they played a couple of uh FBS schools. Um but still I mean I still think feel like the Colonials will have the upper hand in this one and I still think the Colonials will End the year on a win and, you know, cap off a somewhat normal 2021 season. Yeah, and for me, as we look back at the games, my my record goes for Colonials 5 and 6. What what was your total record for the Colonials? I think mine was also 5 and 6 as well. So we're going, we're pretty, on the, pretty much on the mm-hmm. same page. Colonials nearing 500. I mean, it could go, you know, give or take five or, five or four or five wins for the Colonials on the season. So there you have it, Ethan. Any more? Any last remarks before we sign off for the for the night? Thank God, football is back. Yep, and there you have it. College football is back. Thank you guys for whoever tuned in to the first edition of the school year of the Bobby Moe Football Show. Thanks, and see you later.